in-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Montrevious Adams. Bartavius Mingo. What the hell are you? Mingo Junction. Now that could be a railroad place. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. We do our show, the fan morning show. I produce. You're the star. And we do it every single day. We get up at 3 a.m. And on Friday when we record the pod- podcast, I don't know. I'm not very smart anymore at that point, Colin. So I'm just happy there's two of us here so we can navigate these rough waters together. And then when I say stupid things like Barkevius Mingo, sure. you can yell at me and keep me on the straight and narrow. How about Deontay Johnson? This cat's not practicing in the team drills. And I know some people are up in arms, and I know it's very me and not very team. I don't have a problem with him thinking that's what's best for him. I don't agree that that's what's best for him. But I'm never going to begrudge a guy for doing what they think that they can to make as much money as possible. You tell me why, and I'm not questioning, well, I kind of guess I am by phrasing it like that. I'm questioning you, not because I disagree with you, but I want to hear your whole argument before I disagree or agree with you. Do you think it's a bad business decision because he's not getting work with people, essentially, who he didn't work with before? Who are these quarterbacks who are getting infused? Do you not think it's a good business decision because he's not showcasing his talents? Give me a layer deeper before I respond to you, if you would, please. And it's like an inquisition. I'm sorry. But but you tell me, Adam. Well, I'm going to get on this moving train. I think that the Steelers have proven throughout the years that they're pretty adept at identifying, drafting, and developing receiver talent. There's a guy on the roster right now in George Pickens who's blowing everyone away. A lot of folks that were draft experts said if he had not been injured, maybe he would have been the first wide receiver taken. I think the Steelers have a potential superstar there, so there's that. I think the wide receiver market is off the flipping chain. I don't know that I would ever pay a guy over $20 million a year or 18 to $20 million a year. I think the Steelers would need to see a truly special player to do that. I think in order for Deontay Johnson to get paid, he needs to show up, develop a rapport with Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, whomever is going to be the starter on day one, put together a great season, a consistent season, and dominate. And if he does that, maybe the Steelers franchise him, maybe the Steelers give him a long-term deal, or maybe he just goes out on the free agent market and makes the money then. I don't think the Steelers are going to pay him before the season starts, and I think he's hurting himself by not getting an opportunity to work with those quarterbacks. Okay, I, I, I can buy all that. I can understand all that. I think that the I think that the biggest point in all of that is cohesion, um, if if that makes sense to you, is the, the working with one of the new quarterbacks. I'll buy that. I'll get that. But I wonder how quickly that can be brought up to speed. That's the only part that I buy, though, because we know what his talents are. I don't buy any sort of and you didn't make this point, but I don't buy any point where people try to compare him to T.J. Watt or Minka Fitzpatrick, and he needs to be that good a player in order to do this. No, he needs he's just a player who's trying to maximize his value, so that's independent of those two. But I can buy the whole developed cohesion with quarterbacks you haven't worked with all that much. I'll, I'll buy that to some degree. I'll also buy this. While it's very rare. I think of Teddy Bridgewater or someone like that. 
that you go out and practice and you just blow your freaking leg out in what seems like an innocuous practice. And even if the chances are 0.0001% that that happens, you go from making 18 to $20 million, even if it's with another team, to a big fat zero potentially, or half yeah. of that on something where you feel as if right now your role is pretty cemented on this football team. You're the number one receiver. Well, to that point, first of all, I saw Senquez Golson blow out his knee stepping in a divot at St. Vincent College once. Totally unfortunate. Could happen to anybody. So I get that. I also, I guess, play devil's advocate on myself a little bit here because if Deontay Johnson shows up game one, September 11th against Cincinnati, and from that point forward, didn't get better, but is the same guy he was last year, he's still making between 18 and $20 million. I mean, he is. Now, I think he can maximize that value even more if he develops a rapport and has a tremendous season. But if he goes out there, doesn't get better, totally plateaus, given the market, yeah, he's still probably getting a nice pay bump there between 18 and 20. And you brought up a really interesting thing I thought on the Fan Morning Show the other day. Nobody knows what he's asking for either. What if he just wants a year bridge deal or or a two-year bridge deal? Something like that. Hey, I'm making $3 million right now. I know you guys don't want to pay me market value because I'm under contract. Just get, throw a couple shekels my way. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not. I think that that would be probably not the norm, but we don't know exactly what he wants. Of course, he's probably trying to break the bank, but we don't know what he'd accept. The one part of this, too, that I think is not talked about enough, because a lot of people talk about the same stuff. So I like to try to look at things from a different vantage. Deontay Johnson, to this point, was never some sort of fan favorite. You know, this isn't Heinz Ward holding out. So I think that people are cemented in how they feel about the guy. Oh, he drops the football so much. Oh, I think that even if he has a good game or a good couple runs, runs of games or uh, a good run of games, I should say, or even a good season like he did last year. When you look at the numbers, he really did have a good season. It's always undersold here because of the drop problems that he did have prior. So it's not like he's losing face in the court of public opinion right now because a lot of people don't think he's really as good as he is in Pittsburgh. At least that's my opinion here. A lot of people undervalue him in Pittsburgh anyway. So for him, it's like, what the hell? Are people going to be mean to me? They're not even nice to me to begin with. They don't really think I'm that good. Internally, it doesn't seem to be an issue at all either. As Cam Hayward came out and he right. said, yeah, we don't uh, we don't really care about this. We're just here to play football. And Mike Tomlin, of course, always saying the right things to sweep that stuff under the rug. I'm interested to see how these rookie wide receivers play too with uh, Kendrick, not Kendrick Green. Why do I always do that? That's he might be a better receiver than center. Well, he doesn't. He didn't like playing center last year. I wonder right. if you'd ask him if he'd rather play wide receiver, Colin. But um, with George Pickens, I was so I was so. Here's what happened there. Let me take you behind the curtain, Colin. Hey, let's get this is great. Come on. Yeah. So I was so worried about calling him Kenny Pickett. Yeah. George Pickens that I looked down at my sheet to make sure that I got the name right because I didn't want to say Kenny Pickett. And I looked down and what do I see is the next thing I'm going to bring up is, is Kendrick Green. So there you go. But George Pickens, the video, man, this dude's out there. He's doing all kind of crazy stuff. Looking like AB. He is. Wearing he 84. In a helicopter, though. No, but he wore 84, which is something. Um, again, I'm, I'm normally the rush to judgment guy. 
But with these young receivers, we've seen young receivers make great catches at camp before, and then they stink. So I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but I want to see – I want to give it a little bit of time and see what it is, not seven on seven. You know, I want to see what it is when people start getting hit and when you get pressed at the line of scrimmage and when it really counts. I think they'll be pretty good, but I'll take my chances this year. Deontay Johnson's going to be really good and better than – and nobody's going to overtake him. Before we get into a Ben Roethlisberger topic that interests me greatly – Can I ask you a question? I guess, yeah, sure, yeah. I was thinking about this as a fun question. If you right now had a kid who is like three, and you do, right? How old's your daughter? Two and a half. Yep. And you had to buy a jersey right now that that kid is going to wear for two, three years. Who would you buy? Is Najee the no-brainer, or do you go somewhere else? Like, because, let's talk this through for a minute. You don't. You could buy Kenny Pickett. He might not be the freaking quarterback. You could buy Mitch Trubisky. He might not be the quarterback. Fryermuth seems safe, right? Najee, he might only be a one-contract guy, and then you're left with a Deuce Daly jersey. Like That's right. Um, Devin Bush, no. You could go Minka, probably, but Minka doesn't say two words. We don't know anything about him. I think you know. I think you know who it is. It's Cam Hayward. Cam Hay. I was going to say Christian Koontz, but uh, Cam Hayward. <laughs> Cam Cam Hayward's got to be it, or TJ Watt, right? Yeah, I think so. I here. I don't like the white linebacker thing, though. Like, I can't. I can't bring myself to get the white linebackers jersey because it's too cliche. Pittsburgh Steelers fan gets a, a jersey of a linebacker who's white and really good. Jack Ham, Jack Lambert. Just, I can't. Jerry Olsavsky, yes. Jerry yeah. Olsavsky, John Fiala, yes. Uh-huh. Does Jerry Olsavsky strike you as the kind of guy who would wear his own jersey just around town because he's that kind of kooky guy? No, but Jerry Olsavsky strikes me as the kind of guy who would wear a polo shirt and a cowboy collar neck roll. <laughs> <laughs> so your answer is Cam Hayward as well? Um. Well, I don't know because he's a great he's, young man. He, I can't find a lot wrong with Cam Hayward. No. So it probably is Cam Hayward. Although I was faced with this conundrum, and it's not really a conundrum, just a choice, not long ago with my daughter, and she went with TJ Watt. I think TJ Watt gets a lot of juice with the kids. I think that's the guy, TJ Watt. And the ladies. My wife is a well, big TJ Watt fan. If you flipped it and you had to say, how about this? You just had to buy an offensive player. I guess by default, it's probably got to be Najee. No fan, no, no fan of Dan Moore Jr. They're calling. There's no lineman. Like in the past, you could get the Castro. You could get Pouncey. You could even get Ramon. Like you knew when that line was intact and together, there were some guys. All the chubby white guys that were like, oh, you know, this is the way we use. They they get the Castro. Oh, he's analytical. He's smart. You know, the Maulers and the mean, nasty. They'd get. Pouncy, Villanueva. Right? Oh, the veterans. They get Villanueva. Yeah, you know, no brainer. But now I don't. If you had to buy an offensive player's jersey, honestly, Colin, I think Pat Fryermuth might be the guy because Najee Harris, I think, is the more dynamic player right now. But I don't think he's going to be here very long. I think his his body's going to give up on him because that's the way the running back position is. I would I would bet very good money. 
one of the two of those guys is going to be here 10 years, I'd say it's Pat Fryermuth. And you know what? I'm not even afraid to say that. I think that's pretty much a lock. So there you go. Because you can't get any of the receivers. The, the rookies, they might be good, but who knows? Deontay Johnson, he might be getting paid with the, I don't know, who with the Bears or somebody in two right. years. Uh, just a dumb topic that I thought of. There's more dumb topics, Colin, to come in segment number three as we have got fan questions. We'll get to those in one minute, but before, I don't feel like talking about Kendrick Green now because, for God's sakes, I mean, Lyman. Will Ben Roethlisberger, Colin, ever go away? Or is he going to inject himself into our brains time after time after time over the course of the next however many years he's alive? 